Welcome to Tea Not Coffee, a podcast for the mature Christian woman with a focus on constant growth and fruitfulness in your natural and spiritual life. This podcast is for the woman who wants to have an honest conversation on living in today's world with biblical truths. I'm your host, Brittany Smalls, and on last week's episode, I invited you to become comfortable with being perfect. This week, I'd like to continue shaping that idea by asking you what's left. So every morning... I have a routine. My kids have a routine. We try to stick to it as best as we can. Now, in my bathroom, I have a wall decoration that sits above my toiletry basket. And on the sign, it reads, you never know what you have until it's gone, like toilet paper. Now, when I saw the sign in the craft store, I thought it was quite witty. And being that I find good wit hilarious, I purchased it. So last night I was in the bathroom and I noticed my toiletry basket was empty, but it was late. I was tired and there were still a few pieces on the roll that my daughter used. So I told myself I'd just restock in the morning. Well, the morning came and my daughter's routine being what it is, she came into my room, used the bathroom, washed up everything. You you get the drift, right? So when she's getting dressed and ready, then it's my turn to go into the bathroom. Well, to my surprise, the roll that had just had a few sheets on it from last night now had none. And the basket was empty. There was nothing left. And I stared at the sign. And of course, the sign stared back quite mockingly, I might add. And I knew the battle was on. Time was ticking because I had to get together, get me together, take the kids. And, you know, so time was ticking away and I had to figure out my next move carefully. Okay, the kids were downstairs. I'm upstairs. The door was ajar. So they weren't really able to hear me clearly. So I'm yelling, (laughs) but I knew I could survive this right after yelling downstairs for someone to come, you know, give me some toilet paper. Finally, I was tossed a roll and thought, yes, victory. However, inwardly, I knew that the true victor remained on the wall, mocking me. Those words so playfully written, conveying a witty truth. You never know what you have until it's gone, like toilet paper. Okay, I know what y'all are thinking. Brittany, what in the world? Why are you telling us about your toilet paper fiasco, girl? We don't need to know that because I realized that my toilet paper fiasco is a great metaphor for our lives. And it allows us to ask the question, what's left? See, I started dissecting the phrase and y'all know me, right? And the more I thought about it, the more it became more than just wit. See, at first hearing, we understand the saying to mean that the things that we hold valuable aren't giving the appreciation of their value until we no longer have them. But y'all know me, okay? So here's where things went deeper. The it of it. I reread it over and over and thought, what if the it that we lose was meant to be lost? Last week, I encouraged you to become comfortable with the idea of perfect. To push that a little further means that you have to become comfortable with the you God intended for you to be. And here's where I'll answer your question because if you're like me, you have questions. And the question that you're probably asking is, how do I do that, right? 
Well, on Sunday, after service, I was fellowshipping and, and during conversation, I began to share just a bit of my testimony. And I was asked this question, how did you get over the hurt? Without, I mean, just immediately, without hesitation, I answered, it took years. But I finally had to become comfortable with who God said I was. I had to know myself. Now, we didn't have much time to finish our conversation. So allow me to share this with each of you listening. To get to that place of accepting who God says you are requires having nothing of who you think you are remaining. To get to that place requires having nothing of who you think you are remaining. Isaiah 48 and 10, y'all know I like to use the amplified classic version, but today I'm going to do the easy read because I love the way it just put it out there. The easy read version says, look, I will make you pure, but not in the way you make silver pure. I will make you pure by giving you troubles. Amplified says in the furnace of affliction. Remember, life is our hot water. And when God increases the flames, he's refining us. When all the unnecessary has been burned away, when all the unvaluable has been cast away, what's left? Like my empty toiletry basket, nothing. Nothing but a new need, which is an opportunity for refilling. You won't know that you have courage until fear is gone. You won't know that genuine kindness can exist until bitterness is gone. You won't know that you can be at peace until anger is gone. You won't know the blessing you are to someone else until shame and rejection are gone. To be fruitful, we must give out. We must be used and we must be replenished. Just like the sign hanging above my toiletry basket reads, you never know what you have until it's gone, like toilet paper. I pray that what's been said today made you laugh. (laughs) It blessed you. It wasn't funny when it was happening, okay? But I always find that God will use the unconventional things in my life to share the things of wisdom. So I pray that it's blessed you and that you'll be able to continue to be steadfast and unmovable in your pursuit of Christ for your life. Thank you for listening. Join me next week for another cup of tea, not coffee, where the conversation is harvested from the word and steeped in prayer. Welcome to Tea Not Coffee, a podcast for the mature Christian woman with a focus on constant growth and fruitfulness in your natural and spiritual life. This podcast is for the woman who wants to have an honest conversation on living in today's world with biblical truths. 
I'm your host, Brittany Smalls, and for the month of May, I'd like to speak to and pray for the women in our lives who are mothers. This week's conversation is on mothering. Now, the term mothering is a verb which immediately implies that mothering is something to be done, not necessarily who you are, but what you do. By definition, it means to give birth to, to give rise to, or to produce, and to care for or protect like a mother. So I like to go definition by definition and really share with you guys mothering, right? Now, according to definition one, to give birth to, mothering in this sense can be quite a beautiful disaster, which makes for the perfect oxymoron of life because as a first-time mom, I was so invested in mothering, I wanted to get the absolute best car seat, the best stroller, the best diapers, the best bottles, the best everything, only to have my son arrive and for me to realize that the best car seat didn't prepare me for having to sit in the back seat and still figure out why he was crying. The best bottles didn't assist me during feeding time. I still had to wake up and nurse or pump milk or fix the formula in the wee hours of the morning. It was still nothing to do with the bottles. The wonder and beauty of having a child can be quickly dissolved into the reality of mothering that child. Now, according to definition two, meaning to give rise to, produce. Now, of course, I'm big on producing good fruit. That's my purpose. So when I read this definition, I got excited. So to give rise to means to cause to happen, to bring about, therefore, obviously, the producing part. Mothering, like our purpose, is often met with opposition. What we do and why we do it are challenged by society, by family, by our own upbringing, and so on. The beauty of having the ability to shape and mold and develop the character of our children is amazing. That's the beautiful part. Until we realize that in order to produce great little human beings, we must be one. Now, that can be the disastrous part because we must demonstrate all that we want in our children in ourselves. And because we aren't children anymore, we've had decades of disappointments and decades of figuring out how the world around us actually works. And though we want to teach our children kindness and respect and how to honor the Lord and serve others, we still at times may not easily be able to do so right away. (laughs) And I'm not just speaking about young children. I mean, my youngest is about to be six in June. My oldest is entering high school in the fall. My children have seen and heard me not execute mothering at its best, okay? And yet, because I believe that the best execution for mothering is based on what I want to produce in my children, I give them honesty because I want them to be honest people and people of integrity, So when I'm angry, they know it and they know why. When I'm wrong, they know it and I apologize. 
It's funny because my daughter would often say she couldn't wait to be a grown-up because grown-ups get to do whatever they want. And I quickly remind her that no, 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 no. Grown-ups do not get to do whatever they want. And I share with her how mommy often has to do what God tells her to do, even if she doesn't feel like it or want to. Because I want my children to understand respect and understand authority, both naturally and spiritually. So I share with my children all the things that I want to see in them. I I have to demonstrate it before them. I have to produce in them what they're seeing. I have to produce it in myself as well. Which brings me to mothering according to the third definition, which is to care for or protect like a mother. I don't want to speak to parents only, but I want to speak to those women who care for and protect like a mother. Your willingness to take on the burden and the responsibility of mothering is without a doubt valuable. Many women have had to step in and be like a mother to the motherless or step up and be sister and like a mother. Many aunts and cousins and grandmothers have had to participate in mothering even when a mother isn't absent from the life of the child. And again, this isn't just in reference to young children. Many adults today experience mothering still from some adult female who isn't their mother. The task at hand is a great undertaking, but you do it selflessly and with the hopes of producing in that child or those children a greater life, a greater legacy, and a greater heritage. There are many extenuating circumstances that can easily make mothering a beautiful disaster, both naturally and spiritually. We don't always get it right. In chapter three of Yesterday, Today, and Forever, The Sacrificial Ministry of Intercession, I write, it doesn't matter how spiritual you are. No manuals are offering step-by-step instructions on parenting. Becoming a parent is a life-changing situation that forces you to figure out who you are and what you stand for. While mothering, as with your walk with God, you will go through as many transformations as is necessary. So be encouraged when mothering feels like a beautiful disaster. You're not alone. Our children are bound to buck the system of our teachings. You are bound to not understand them at times, trust me, because of course, you were way smarter, making way better decisions when you were their age. Yes, I'm being funny here because when we were their age, I'm sure our parents thought we were making crazy decisions as well. And of course, the challenge to see Christ in our children's lives is always enough to make us pray around the clock. But remember, I'm going to leave you with this word. Genesis 21, 17 through 21, I'll just paraphrase it. God heard the cry of Ishmael and the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven, told her to fear not, get up because God will make him a great nation opened her eyes and she saw provision for the child. And as the child grew, he became a great archer, skilled and took a wife. When mothering, remember, God hears us and our children and will send help to us 
to help us give birth to our children, to help us bring about and develop good character in our children, and to help us honor them who are like mothers to our children. I pray that what's been said today blesses you to continue to be steadfast and unmovable in your pursuit of Christ for your life. If so, share this podcast with a friend or sister in Christ. And thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for another cup of tea, not coffee, where the conversation is harvested from the word and steeped in prayer.